let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. The lighthouse threatening the town of Otari shines no more. But the town's fate is still being written. These heroes surprised me. The heroes of Otari. The heroes of Otari bask in their stardom, but it dulls them, weakens them. They do not know the horrors that await them in the Abomination Vault. Creatures mutated beyond recognition, things which should not be on this plane. Not to mention the horrible echoes of the past that still linger. Their weakness gives me hope. Their zealous quest gives me leverage. And they do not know the dangerous game that they are part of. Now, they play into my hand. Deep beneath the gauntlet, Overlooking the town of Otari, our heroes explore the depths of the Abomination Vaults. <clears throat> As the camera pushes in through the top of the gauntlet and down the central chamber, we see the chaos left in the wake of the heroes of Otari. Mitflit tribes slaughtered, ghouls killed and burnt, Volok overthrown. Strange, flesh-warped creatures killed. A Yosoki woman lost in her thoughts while drinking a bottle of who knows what. A small imp checking her watch and waiting for her minions to return. A pair of hydras killed within their home. And lastly, Jafaki. The Suguthai. Suguthai? Oh my god. I used to know how to say this. Swig, oh god, it's the Guthai Flesh Warper responsible for all the strange creations wandering these very halls. He lies dead on the floor of his laboratory. The walls covered in the flayed open bodies of various creatures like some middle school science class. It's here where we find the heroes of Otari fresh off their victory. Excuse me, <clears throat> I don't suppose I could get a little help here? An elven man with blue skin lies here, chained to a table. As the camera shifts to show him, we can see he is bloodied. Fresh stitch wounds line his chest, where it looks like somebody has opened him up and stitched him back up again. We can see that he is buckled tight against the table here. And it, it like there's like a, a moment of quiet as he's asking for help. Immediately, the loud blood curdling scream breaks through the silence and hurts everyone's ears as this weird kobold head in a jar tapped with all kinds of wires begins screaming in pain at the top of his lungs. I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Um, That's true, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone? I think he needs help. And then I try. I just try to unbuckle. Yeah, it's not too hard. It doesn't even seem locked. The, the things are pulled pretty tight. 
but you're able to uh, to sort of loosen his restraints and bonds. And you can see like across his wrist, they've dug in and they've like bled and scarred over on his wrist. He just has these two like strap chain scars on his wrist now. And then, you know, in Undercommon, he tells you, thank you. Oh, I understand that. I've heard my friends say that. Help! And then I offer him some water. Someone shut that kobold up. Where is the kobold? Somewhere he's like. Yeah, yeah, in the back of the laboratory, right? There's there's this uh, raised platform. And then in that raised platform, kind of where this devil is splayed open. And um, there's just this weird machinery. It's kind of actually in the back of the room. But what it literally looks like is the head of this kobold slash Morlock is somehow being kept alive. It's severed. It's literally floating in a jar and there's just crazy wires running from it to different like mechanical electrical apparatuses. It kind of looks like a bootleg version of the Futurama heads in the jar. Did you think our friend needs some healing or something like that, uh, Nilara? You don't look so hot. No, I'm going to do, I'm going to treat wounds. Uh, Mukta will cut the cables connecting the jar. Okay. Yeah, there's just a bunch of me just going to, like, cut through them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. With consent, I'm going to do treat wounds. Oh, he absolutely consents. Like, he's barely on the edge of, like, consciousness, so he lets you, like, lean in and... and... I'm going to use uh, a hero point. <laughs> hero, hero We're point. back, baby. Uh, We're back. That was a, that was a treat wounds, too. That was a three. No, but, I, but he's dying. I might kill him. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh, Much better okay. with a nice. Oh, hang on, again. don't move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can go ahead and and roll that healing um, and treat him up, no problem. So, yeah. So you rip the cable out, Mukta. No problem. You cut through some of the cables. There's like a blast of electricity, and like instantly, like there, um, you see almost like a pulse of energy spreads out from this machine across the room and hits the walls. The Morlock head slash Cobalt head immediately goes limp and goes quiet. And you watch as all this energy just shoots out, hits the walls, and then almost like a backdraft goes to the center and just starts collecting above your heads like a rainstorm of electricity. And it just sits there. Uh, We should move. Oh, shit. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, guys. We took we got the amulet last session, right? <laughs> yeah, you have the amulet. You okay. have like Nulari is, is currently treating wounds on this body as the lightning's over it, though, right? Because it takes I'll like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. So she's doing this, uh, and you, you start getting ready to rush out of the room, but then you watch as the electricity almost like like recedes into the stonework through the ceiling, and it's gone. Hmm. I thought you were going to you cut the blue one, right? It's the red one. You always cut the red one. You cut the blue one. That's what you said last time when we were upstairs. You cut the blue one. Uh, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm actually colorblind. <laughs> Me too. Next, next time, <laughs> next time, uh, ask and we'll tell you which one's the red one. Is everything one. okay there? It's fine. Uh, don't worry. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you don't you you heard some utterances that you didn't understand, Nulara, but the body language made it clear that he was scared about this electricity that was forming over the top of you. And now he's just looking at it like curiously and like looking at you and the whole situation and trying to kind of piece you guys together. And he's talking like through you, Nulara, like over your shoulder almost, but not ignoring you per se. And he's like in undercommon, like 
Are you sure you know what you're doing? My name is Nina. Nice to meet you. In oh. Undercommon. <laughs> like, broken. It's Imagine broken, broken Undercommon from, like, the stuff that I hear from Hal and Mukta. Right. Mukta. Is that their surname? I'm not really sure. Maybe it's a middle name, a maiden name. I'm not sure. That is pretty good alliteration. Yeah, that's why it's broken. You know what? Make a make a society check. Don't do this. Let's just call it a society check. Tengo un gato en mi pantalones. Quién es? Or diplomacy. I'll let you. I'll let you choose society or diplomacy. No comprende. Uh, <laughs> either one don't work. Oh, nice. yeah, not bad. Not that's bad. not bad. Twenty total. So you've, um, you've, you know, it's only a plus one, so that's not bad at all. So yeah, he he, he picks up on your on your broken knees, and then he he uh, he puts his hand like on his chest, and like he's talking to like a child. Says, "My name is Falxy." Falxy. Falxy. He says it in a very like Nulara. elven accent. That's really hard to. A fancy, Nulara. Nolara. Nolara. Oh, not Nina. Who's Nina? I don't know. That's my uh, last name. Sorry. Got it. Don't tell them. Don't um, tell them they don't know. So, so then he just starts talking to you like normal again, which like, again gets, gets too complicated for you to understand, right? But he's like, so a strange question, but uh, I don't where, are, where are we? What's he saying? Mukta's just standing near the platform, just watching this, not helping at all. <laughs> Getting some popcorn and some soda, watching the show. You kind of finish treating his wounds, and he tries to get to his feet, and you can see his knees are pretty wobbly, and he like loses his balance a little nope. bit, and like kind of falls on you a little bit, Nular. Bathroom. I remember like the word bathroom when they said when we were looking at the sign. So that's what I say, bathroom. <laughs> And she gives him the strangest look, and he just shakes his head. He's like, mm, "I'm okay." No, okay. We'll wait. We'll wait. So, so Ow. looking, looking like what? Like Mukta and Hal are just like sitting here with popcorn, like watching this unfold, right? After What's a moment, I'm, I'm going to walk up. Nulara, Nulara. Come, what? Come, here, here, here. I'm going to whisper to her. Okay, th this is how you say, "Are you doing all right?" And I'm going to tell her in undercommon how to say, can I kiss you? <laughs> oh, 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 sweet. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. Nulara, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this. Is this going to require a, a deception check against you? What's my intelligence? <laughs> no, I'll roll an intelligence check. That's. Okay, so you're gonna roll an active, uh, not intelligence. So let's do a. It's probably a perception check against Mukta's passive uh, deception. So Mukta, what's passive. your deception? Uh, I have a plus eleven on my deception. So, so twenty, your DC becomes <laughs> twenty-one, yeah. and Nulara rolled a twenty. That's a yeah. eight plus twelve for twenty, which means Nulara, you buy it. Okay, how again? Am I saying it right? Roll the R a little bit. Okay. And and, and that first, it's more of a, a little more of a throat. A know? little throat here? Okay. Yeah. Are you all right? Okay. Okay. And then I all say. Right. You got it. Confidently. <laughs> He's and watching. I hurry, I, 
I hurry to the other side of the room. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> he he kind of looks at you and you watch Nulara as he kind of like squints his eyes a little bit and you watch as he gently recoils a little bit like his body language he like leans the slightest bit like a back away from you and tries to like get off like let, let using you for support and uh he says what? Uh, no 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 sorry you're, you're not, not all right not, he's not, not all right type. not my type you grab him he might fall Nudara. don't let him get away okay <laughs> i gave him like 14 hit points i don't understand yeah, yeah. and and so he he uh he is so confused. Oh, my God, this poor drow at the situation. And I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> You're Pepe Le Pewing, this poor, helpless, like, weak I don't drow. know. I'm just being Pepe nice. I know. I know. Okay, he, friends. He, he doesn't fight it, though. Like, he just, like, he grab him. He can't stop you. You're holding him. And he looks to you guys all for support. I will give you some uh, support, but none of us can carry you along with all of our own stuff. So, I mean, oh, so you do speak to be under common. Of course, I never said I didn't. I was Nina said uh, she was going to. Well, <laughs> Lara said she was going to, you know, <laughs> help you. It's... I didn't realize she was going to help you like that. But what is I, and I don't I'm know. Sorry. But we should get out of here. This is it's, this is uh, like literally one of the first interactions I've ever had with surface dwellers. Not a great strange. <laughs> Perfect, right? It's, Everything is just fine. It's you know, it's pretty, it's a it's common practice in the surface dwellers. Kind of like you know other sayings like uh, "I killed your whole family, I threw you off a bridge." You know. Huh. I guess I'll have to remember that one. I'm just trying but, to remember everything that they're saying and like trying to understand through context. Right. Uh, should, I don't really like being in this uh, creepy laboratory much longer, though. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe uh, I'm guessing she doesn't understand me. She just knows how to. She he smiles at you, Nulara. Like, but like, <laughs> where are we exactly? Bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Jafaki's laboratory. He was uh, going to do to you like they did to that guy did he do that to you first because you got the little uh, stitching right here in the middle I saw it before <laughs> Nulara gave you a hug yeah he he nods he does say yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, I mean the last thing I remember is I was scouting with a couple of my friends and then there's like a pause as he kind of looks around the room and realizes he's the only one here right and he's like, we were further away from home than usual. We got, we ended up getting ambushed by Erdefens. Gesundheit. Thank you. Next thing I know, I woke up hanging in a meat locker behind some sort of bar owned by one of those Erdefens. I, I was hung there, barely kept alive by being force fed mushrooms for what seemed like an eternity. And, uh, Eventually, they brought me here. That one there, and he nods at the kind of corpse of Jafaki. Next thing I know, he's got me strapped down on this table, cutting into me, prodding around inside of me. I just came to terms with the fact that I was done for. And he points like over his shoulder like that devil back there. And you look back and there's a devil splayed open, right? Like saved me. Sort of. 
once he was brought here, I was put aside. A sort of reprieve, I suppose. I prayed to my goddess and promised that if she got me free from here, I would swear the deepest vengeance upon those Erdefins and deliver them the revenge that they deserve. And as luck would have it, here you are. And he smiles. So what brings surface dwellers here? Nulara. And where do we have to go back to that uh, bar? To talk to your little friend who was biting on your leg? Ah. Uh, Maybe? Mm, might have to repeat that. Nulara looked a bit preoccupied. Oh, I saw her staring at him. I was kind of weird. Uh, so, do we have to go back to the tavern to find uh, your friend? The little uh, guy that flies that looks like the little devil and Says it. has big teeth and goes, Rrr. Yes, that's the one. So, we have to go back there? Oh, yeah. Did he want the amulet? Well, he wanted one so we could open up the downstairs, but right. he said, uh, he's your, your, your new boyfriend said he was hanging up in that locker where boyfriend? that other person was. I, I don't know. You guys were talking to each other. Like you knew he smiles in so ways that you knew Lauren says bathroom. <laughs> yeah. We're the bathroom. I take it. She's yeah. Down. He was tied up in the back room at the, at the tavern. Are we going there or do we just. I mean, where, where are we supposed to take? Ask him if we're supposed to take him somewhere. Wait, do we know that um, you wanted to take Ryder out of the uh, the bar? Oh, no. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, might as well update him on what's happening. Our friend doesn't look like he's in any kind of shape to go back there. And he said he's going to raise all kinds of hell to the elephants that are in the tavern. Well, the elephants... Eventually, he's got a thick accent. Of Erdefens, surely, or if you not encountered them before, they're like kind of have clear, clear bluish skins. You can kind of see their insides through their skins. They live under, or no? Yep. That is the manager at the tavern uh, where we had the uh, performance of a lifetime. Uh, yes, we're supposed yes. to go back there. I'm not sure you want to go back there right now. How are you feeling? Do you feel different? Uh, another than, you know, <laughs> the, uh, he kind of like instinctually <laughs> traces that scar, like up his chest, you know, like you just see him kind of like casually feeling it. And he's like, I definitely need some rest and recuperation. I need to get back home, find out what happened to the rest of my hunting party. And uh, where is home? Sure. I trust you enough to tell you. Let me ask you a very important question. You see him kind of like looking up and he says, what brings surface dwellers, what I'm assuming is still below the ground? Like I'm assuming we're still in the abomination vaults, no? We are. Okay, so I'm not too far from home. Not a lot of sunshine down here, and I mean, this one, and he points at New Lara, like, that one doesn't look like she's seen a lot of sun these days anyway. Bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she eats at the graveyard, so. You, so you know of the Abomination Vault, you know of this place, then? Of course. 
we were here. My people were here long before the Abomination Vaults were a thing. So would you... How do your people feel about uh, Belcora? You see him like sizing you up. How do you people feel about Belcora? I mean, we saved your life. We could always put you back into the bathroom. We asked you first. You see him like looking around, trying to take stock of the situation and not say anything that may or may not put him into like a bad predicament. And what he says is our previous clan leaders swore allegiance to Belcora. But with his passing, his daughter is not too keen on upholding ancient contracts, though so neutral at best, he says very diplomatically. I don't despise Belcora. I mean, surely she's he says like Belcora and like one of the bodies on the wall that's like flayed there just like literally like rips off the meat hook and like tumbles like right onto him and he just barely gets out of the way. Sorry, I mean, Belcora is great, right? See a little little bit of trepidation on his face. Can I get any sort of read on him? Make a perception check. If you want to see what kind of reads you get on this guy, he's hard to read. Make it. Oh, it's too late. Oh, I was going to say make it secret, 31. but 31. You get the impression from what he's saying. He might even be downplaying his dis, his. I don't want to say hatred, but he might be he might be downplaying his not liking a book or he's definitely not pro Belcora. He's a, he's afraid to say that outright in case you are working for her. I wanted to know which part he was downplaying the dislike, the the ambivalence or the the ancient contract. <laughs> Got it. No, yeah, he's definitely not pro Belcora. I'll take a hard look at him for a moment and say, well, my friend here likes you. So you say your people were here before the abomination vaults were made. How would they like it if uh, the Abomination Vaults were freed up once more? That would be... It's a trick. We're surface dwellers. Do we trick people? What I understand, yes, you're all murderous and bloodthirsty and I'm not supposed to trust you further than I can throw you. Yet you did... You have saved me. <laughs> I mean, I think you could throw me pretty far. Uh, <laughs> and like I said... For some reason, this makes him laugh way too hard, like like almost like the edge of delirious, like something you said is as really like made him like laugh. I like this one. Hmm. I would love nothing more than freedom from these abomination vaults that desecrate our homeland. Well, let's say that's what we're here for, to open up real estate. Then. I would say you need to meet my leader. Take me to your leader. <laughs> recently, you know, <laughs> recently, like I said, the leader, our, our, our previous leader passed away, but his daughter, the princess, has assumed command. And she is very openly not pro Belcora. And she's keen to rid her ghost from this place and reclaim our homeland. So for saving me if you can escort me home i will promise you an introduction 
and try and convince her to become your ally. This will pay off the debt that I owe you. That seems like a fair trade in my ledger. Uh, What's your name, friend? Foxy. Foxy? Foxy. I mean, I know my friend. I know my friend thinks you're Foxy, but your name is actually Foxy. <laughs> Foxy. Foxy the Foxy. Yes. Yes. My name is Foxy. Our leader's name is Quara. The city we hail from is named Yildaris. We roam an area we call the Hunting Grounds, but it's pretty far below. I'm assuming below where we are, but like I said, I I woke up here, so I'm not entirely sure. Well, we uh, plan to make our way further down below. We uh, will keep try to keep you alive as best we can. Huh? <laughs> Works for me. Now, I'm not entirely helpless, but as you can see, I happen to be a little shortchanged right now. And I kind of give him a look of sympathy as I I uh, have also been the subject of Nulara's healing touches. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, though he's, he laughs at like your, your thing, he, he does say, well, I'm talking more in the in combat focus if somebody perhaps has a spare weapon they could supply me something requiring finesse like sword dagger crossbow we'll uh we'll burn that bridge when we get to it huh fair enough so let's go let's go let's go take me home i'm going to uh make you feel a little better but i'm gonna have to touch you is 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 that okay i consent all right. And I grab his cheeks and then I get real close and I'll do lay on hands. Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> Just for a second, he's like, is this how service dwellers communicate? So so uh, in this moment, like like all this is going on, why he, why he's being like touched by Hal, he, like he looks over your way, Clovis, and he says in Elvish, he says, you're kind of quiet there, buddy. Why do you speak Elvish? I don't actually, honestly, I don't know. It, it'd be kind of funny. Yeah, Elvin, okay. Yeah, I guess I do. I don't know if anyone else speaks it, but he does speak Elvin to you and he just asks, what's okay. going on there, buddy? Nothing. Nothing. Just, uh, just letting these guys take care of you. Just, just listening. You harbor ill will to me know our kind have not always gotten along i have no ill will towards you i don't know you fair enough I don't know you. <laughs> just checking and then that's he leaves it at that okay so it sounds like we've wrapped up here you can refocus spend another 10 minutes refocusing how if you'd like um he's healed he's the same how about new, um i'm gonna do a good berry on myself and then I'm also going to refocus. Okay, that's fine. He's healed up to full by now. Um, mm -hmm. So he, he's looking good. Uh, he's still like a little sore and bruised and beaten and his scar is still there and stuff. But hit points wise, he's back up to full. So what is your plan, guys? What is what is your plan to do next? So I'm assuming like I got the translation of their conversation. So I'm going to just ask like, so to get to his home, do we have to go through that area that was given passage to us by Sezik? 
Because he's not on the contract, yeah? He's not, but uh, we'll see what I mean. Mm. He was going to die on that table. We can try to get him as far as we can. And at that point, uh, my features, which have been like thin and angular and kind of gaunt, kind of refill as the Quicksilver mutagen effects disappear. Nice. Oh, I forgot you did that. Do we need to go back into the tavern to pick up our instruments and get uh, and or do we take him home first because we have to go back upstairs anyways eventually, right? I th- We're not exactly... Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the name you called her. The inside-out lady. Um, the elephant. 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 Um, <laughs> made it clear we're not exactly her most favorite people. But we are the champions, so maybe, uh, you know, majority rules. I mean, if her cust- she wants to keep her customers happy, then maybe she'll let us back in. But, uh, Lara, you're, you are the point of contact with Sezik. Did they, did they mention where we're supposed to meet her again? Mm, let me try and remember. I mean, Sezik left you guys on the staircase leading to the hydras and was kind of like meet you back here okay. right back there it's been a while, <laughs> been a while. <laughs> it sure has wow well weren't we supposed to go see his uh fine fishy friend who swam in the water maybe he's just around the corner like before and we say yeah it's done it's done go tell Sizik. this is contact right maybe he can make contact that maybe he can make contact. Yeah. Have him come contact us I mean, yeah let's go I mean, going back to the meeting where we last left them is the best bet anyway. So I think, yeah, we go back to uh, go back and take a sweep. If, if we're fine with that, we can crossfade from this scene to you guys reuniting back with Sezik, right? So there's a quick montage as you guys swim back through the water, back through that creepy water devil who is very like keen to like wants to like kind of know what was on the other side. And he's very curious to go explore, but his orders are to stay here, so he's not allowed to back through all of the hydras and their like death. And like every time you step through one of these scenes, Falxy is just more like, huh? Wow, you are quite the impressive bunch. I got to say, might have underestimated you guys a bit. It was like that when we came through. <laughs> we didn't. We're hot. I don't know if I explained that before. He's, he says, well, some of you are. Yay, uh, now. No, 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 sorry. Uh, we're hot. The heroes of Otari. Oh, what's an Otari? It's... Don't worry about it. <laughs> and back, and then you basically get to the, the staircase where it's like Sezik actually was. Uh, Nulara, you know, your, uh, your undercommons actually not that bad. Maybe when we have some time, I can uh, teach you a bit more. <laughs> I mean, that would definitely help me out a lot. I I don't like not understanding big parts of the conversation. Exactly. I mean, a, f- a few key phrases this will get you a long way when communicating with people, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm picking things up from you guys. I told him where we were. I said, mm-hmm. bathroom. And um, mm-hmm. he agreed to it, <laughs> so I'm thinking that was right. No. I got his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. I'm really trying. Just remember, you know, if you ever, if you ever see if you ever see him kind of like you know blustered or you're worried about him, just remember that phrase. How are you doing? Oh yeah, the are you all right thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Are you all right? Okay. Yeah, that, oh, don't. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so hard. I've never really like the nasal tone. I've never. I don't know why yeah, it's always it's, so. It's a bit different, but yeah. It is. But yeah, like if, if it can... helps, think of like a slug on the back of your throat and you're trying to like swallow it whole. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> Perhaps Just imagine some brains? I have a cold. Brains. Just... No, I mean, it'd be nice. I'd, it'll add like a little bit of class. Right, right. I know another language. I'm more than happy to teach you what I know. If you make me a little bit more stupid, Mokta, I can throw you. <laughs> Uh, what me never? <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. I'm just saying. Uh, Fox, Foxy, left. There's, like, there's two uh, of you that can. I can throw you far. <laughs> <laughs> totally, like Wait. in his own little joke world. What? Does he understand common? I know. <laughs> oh. he, he not not generally, but he knows a few phrases. And throw is one of them. Well, I can also so, ask how you and you you and how can like, help me. Of course. I, oh. I tell Hal, Hal, are you all right? <laughs> nope. It was a, it was a no. tough battle. It was a tough battle, you know. Nope. My heart belongs to Caroline. <laughs> what? <laughs> right in the middle of this chaos, right? Sezik materializes from an invisibility just past the staircase where the hydras are dead. And she looks impatient, like tapping her foot. So it's like, so what do you say? Are we good? Do you have it? What's going on? Oh, you know, we just had to fight a couple Hydras, defeat a crazy worm monster, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry we were inconveniencing you with waiting so long. Uh, she does look at you guys and says, yeah, you did look a little rough around the edges. So, uh, let me see it. Mokta has it. Do I have it? All right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Whoever wants to have it can have it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to do once again the sleight of hand and make it appear in my hand. All right. Make that sleight of hand check. How did this go last time you tried it? I forget. Oh, it goes great every time. Every time. Uh, <laughs> is that stealth? Stealth or thievery that are, are the same bonus for me, so I'll do either It'd one. It'd be probably thievery then, yeah. Yeah. Illusions. Close. <laughs> A two. A two plus 14 for 16. 16, yeah. So you like try to do that cool like flourish and like uh, uh, and like almost drop it or whatever. And then it, it's it's not as cool as you intended. Uh, but the grin on her eyes as she sees it shows you everything you need to know. She holds her hand out for it like she wants to take it from you, but stops herself looking at you guys, how rough you guys really are, as you pointed out. And she's tell you what, why don't you head back up to the surface, get some rest? And come down here, prepare to kill Eurevian once and for all. <laughs> and she like scrubs her hand. She's like, by this time tomorrow, I'll be in charge. And you'll have made a powerful friend indeed. Right. Um... Uh, wait, wasn't there only five of you before? Who's this guy? You're one of them drow from down below, aren't you? What language is she speaking? She's speaking common right now. Yeah. So he doesn't understand. He looks at her and goes, kitchen, in common. Well, it's going to be a long day. 
I will uh, turn to him and say another Shira. Our friend here is interested in who you are. And I'll turn. This is uh, Foxy. He was one of uh, going to be one of Jafaki's test subjects, but uh, we spared him that fate. And he he does like an like you know announce himself as Foxy, and you watch as the imp like comes over, like says it comes over and touches him on the leg. And when she does, she makes this telepathic connection where they can talk in each other's minds. There's a moment where you, they are having a communication with none of you guys can really see her what's going on giving you guys kind of a brief moment of like a little odd, Mm -hmm. like a little awkwardness. Right. And then when it stops, she says, like, the home that he seeks is below. If you help me with my problem, he will be able to go down below with you. No problems. Just like previously arranged. Right. Um, So maybe uh, he signs the contract as well then, huh? Absolutely. And I mean, Sezik, another pair, another pair of hands to help. Uh, Sezik like immediately like summons like a little like hellish contract out of nothing like brimstone. A contract appears in the devil's hands along with like a little quill and immediately like pushes it at Foxy, who begins to like look at it and read it. And he's uh, what 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 are we doing? I'm pretty sure if the first don't... lesson I learned was don't make a deal with the devil. Well, if you want to make it back home and not get diced up by an army of devils, um, it's a go with the devil you know better than the devil you don't. Uh, perhaps you should read that uh, contract, Mukta, like you read the last one, uh, because uh, it might be something completely different. True. I'll uh, read the contract to make sure it's the same contract that we... Okay. Give me a society check. To read it? Yeah, to understand it. I mean, you under, you can read it, but it's such such thick with legalese and doublespeak and, and so hard to decompress this that to understand this contract. It takes either one of two things, either legal lore or society. I'll take a look at it and say, Hal, you're, I mean, you're better at uh, this this sort of thing than I am. I... I mean, why don't you just ask him for his uh, original one we have that has your sig- all our signatures on it that he could just sign underneath that one instead of this new one. Is this does this one have our signatures on it? No, it, it, you signed your own unique contract, or at least this one's separate from the ones you guys signed. Uh, uh, this this devil kind of gives me the creeps. Can maybe you talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> you're doing just fine. I don't want to talk to this devil. But you're so good with words. I mean, you have, you, you know, you you charm the town. You're you have this great performer. I mean, I don't want to have this devil following me around, falling in love with me, telling how great I am, and wants to marry me. And you know, I don't care lying. You know. Sezik, <laughs> uh, my friend. Yes. Maybe our friend as he's part of our party, can sign the same contract that we did. You would bind your fate to his as well, as you wish. The contract dissipates. Another one gets summoned back, and it's the one that has all of your signatures on it. What do you say, friend, as I'm saying another comment? Mm -hmm. Shall we bind our fates together, huh? Okay, this is a lot. I'm kind of feeling a little heavy right now. Give me a second to process. Why are we signing this contract? And I, I know the other one I could read. This one I can't. So what does this one say? 
pretty much uh, to get back to your home, we have to go to into the abomination vault, yes? Which yes. means we have to go through a level controlled by an army of devils, let's say. All right? Ah. Now, unless you want to fight all of those devils mm -hmm. and try to get home on your own, you're more than free mm -hmm. to. You can join us, try to kill the head devil, and then uh, this one here guarantees our safety. No one's forcing you to sign. Uh, my friend Nulara can always take you back to the bathroom. She likes you. <laughs> you recognize that word, Nular. Bathroom. He weighs his options, and then he goes ahead, and he, like, kind of pens his name on the contract with you guys. And you watch it says, it, you know, smiles and grins. And then, all right, safe passage. One more soldier for my army. Tucks it away. <laughs> Dissipates. Seems we're in agreement. Yeah. One more, one more soul. My collection. Temporarily, I hope. But you know, if for some reason you were to fail at your job, at least I have backup plans. So what do you say? You I guys gonna head? I lost my soul a long time ago. Uh, legally speaking, that is not the case. It's right here in writing. Like legally speaking, you have a soul. I, I, I I'm, I'm not. A, I don't know legally. I don't, Hal, can you help me out here, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was cleaning my fingernails. What happened? Oh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, Sezik, Sezik wants to proceed, but Sezik recognizes you guys are pretty beat up. There's no point in rushing down unless you guys are at top capacity, right? So Sezik is giving you guys a reprieve to head back up to the surface or just camp somewhere and get your rest, right? So assuming, like... I'm assuming you guys want to go back to Atari, but I don't know for sure what your guys' plans are. We're going to take, can take Hell Camping. Right, Nilara? Could take Hell Camping. Yeah, would be. Would you be all right with that, Hell? Or? I'm not sure. I'm saying this in common. I'm not sure our new friend would be uh, the most welcome person in Otari. Mm. So we do point. have to. Very good point. <clears throat> Sorry, Thank Hal. You. Under the stars, Hal. <laughs> we would have to go upstairs. Uh, <laughs> there's no stars down here. I don't think so. So what uh, What are we going to uh, go back? Is he going to stay at the bar? Last time he stayed at the bar, is I hung him out to dry. I mean, literally. <laughs> I, um, I wouldn't mind maybe going back through the bar one more time. You're going to go, uh, go, see, go see Ryder? Maybe we should go back. Maybe go see Raita. Paperback Raita. And we go to uh, pick up our instruments that we won and then heads back upstairs to Otari and sells the spoils of war or spoils of the battle of the bands. Um, but what what what, what are we going to do with uh, Nilara's boyfriend? What? Boyfriend? What are we going to do with Nilara's boyfriend? I see an undercommon. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, me? No, no, no. I, mean, I haven't made myself clear. She's not my girlfriend. I mean, friends like, you know, like me and Mukhtar. Well, never mind. That can be confusing. Um, like acquaintance, knowing of a person, right? Uh, your your friends that you came around here with, like that kind oh, of friend. Companion. Right, right. Yeah. Got it. Companion. 
the words you use, it meant like sexual partner. <laughs> Steve. At least where I come. A very like specific phrase. Hmm. I I I picked it up in Diabelle that uh, could have that could be true. Uh, so, not like me and Mukta, but you know. <laughs> What I mean, okay. Oh, so I'll, you are I'll, not I'll sexual partners. Nope. Got it. Got it. Nulara, Nulara, you hear that word that they're saying? <laughs> it means friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sexual partners, I say in under common. <laughs> well, sexual it's like it, it is like girlfriend, but like the dialect that he's speaking for him, it means a very specific. It, it's, mm. it's it's like a weird sort of like language barrier here. But if you'd like to go up through the bar, we totally can. Let's do it. Okay. If anything, he can wait for us maybe on the uh, first level of uh, the gondolite. Yeah, he probably would prefer to stay out of the sun if possible. So, yeah, as you make your way back up towards the surface, right? You do need to backtrack through the end. It's the only way you guys know up. So as you stumble in kind of through the front door this time, because you, you have to go in the front door through out the back door to go back up, right? Unless you want to go up the center chamber, which you can get to, but it's guarded by that like strange worm creature. You have to fight your way through, right? No, I think we'll pass that. So, and Mukta's going into the back of the group. Okay. <laughs> so you guys kind of stumble in through the front door. The barkeep, as you kind of come in the front door, was sleeping on a stool behind the counter. And as you kind of barge in, he falls over in surprise, like, whoa, wakes him up. There's like a banging as he like falls over and like immediately stands up and like, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't sleeping. And like sees who you are. And behind him hanging on the wall, you can see a crudely drawn poster, colorful, which depicts a very rough sketch image of Harmony rocking out on stage. And nice. behind you guys are like characters of each of your personas as well behind him, like in the background of the poster. But Hal definitely dominates the poster. I couldn't do it uh, without my friends, of course. Clovis setting the beat. Lara kicking ass, like always. Um, but uh, we need to pick up these instruments and take them upstairs. They're uh, really nice. Yeah, the bar is pretty much empty. Like the bar keeps here. Uh, there's a couple of like Morlock slash Kobolds like sleeping at the tables. Foxy has his hood like pulled up as much as he can. He's trying to like make himself small behind you guys so he doesn't draw too much attention because the last time he was here, he was hanging on me hooks. And over in in a in the table nearest to the stage where all your instruments are kind of piled, you see an empty bottle of something next to a sleeping Rida, and she does not seem to have woken up. All right, well, let, uh, let's go get the things. And I think I think when you talk, Hal, because you've been talking a little bit, like all the like Morlocks start waking up and rubbing their eyes and they're all like amazed to see you and they all kind of run over and start asking for autographs. Everybody wants Drawing to a lot of commotion. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to uh, head back upstairs. I got to, you know, if you if you recall, last time I was singing in here, my voice kind of went out. So sure. it, I, I need to go back upstairs uh, and uh, get some medicine so, so I can come back and sing to you another time. But... Uh, you at least sign my trading card. There's a how many trading card he hands over. That's so <laughs> fast. Wow. These guys don't mess around. No. Uh, using this as an opportunity, Mukta is going to try to quietly make his way around the crowd. 
over towards Raita. Okay. She looks asleep on the table. The bottle is completely empty. She's face down. I'm going to take a moment, like reach out my hand almost as I'm going to, as I'm going to like, you know, caress her cheek or move her like a hair or something. And I stop mm-hmm. for, a, I just stop myself and I gently put my hand on her shoulder. Raita. Raita. Immediately like jerks awake knife like in her hand like a dagger out of nowhere like pulls out uh, like i i, like, I immediately grab the dagger and put my hands against her lips like so she doesn't scream out <laughs> right uh and um you see as she does this and she finally wakes up and realizes what's going on her eyes widen a little bit and she kind of like gently kind of pushes your hand like off her mouth a little bit and she's like you actually came back for me right we need to go now going to the surface out of here she looks around at like this her what her life has become like playing this dive bar and underground and she i'll come with you but under one condition we get out of here maybe you and me can hit the road together find a mark like the good old days score big enough that we could retire on i would like nothing more once my business is finished here but my, for now, I need to get you out of this place. She nods. I understand how that sounded. I'm still half asleep. <laughs> I say I say the word in another comment for girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fox is like, heard that. <laughs> yeah, so she stumbles awake. She's like, well, your instruments are right here. I left them for you. They can grab the instruments. The band won't be happy if they know I'm leaving. Your, the crowd is busy right now. They can meet us up at another level. We need to go oh, now. You're just going to go. Yeah, I'm I'm taking her and going. <laughs> I'm using this opportunity of the crowd being around. Like, I'm going to bring her at least to the to the room upstairs. Yep. So you immediately leave with Rita up at the back door. And then everyone is, like, mobbed and everyone sees. And all of a sudden, like, Mukta is just gone. Okay, Nilara grabs the... Uh instruments uh, from the table I will uh, oh. mingle with our fans for a little while and I'll meet you up here in just a minute okay I grab everything and then just stay by the door okay Clovis you are right there I am good uh just making the body count where's Mocha? Doxy's like behind you just oh using hi. you he's like trying to stay behind you as close as possible so no one else like notices him. can you carry Actually, I think he's probably going to try to. I'm going I'm to have him make an active stealth check to see how how good he is doing. 26. That's not terrible. 16 plus 10. OK, so he's able to use you as cover. So, yeah, you start gathering name, like the instruments together, one together. And then all of a sudden, Mukta, you hear like down the staircase where you guys are like the camera drifts up. It's where's Mukta and the camera drifts up. For you and Ryda like up in this like top part and there's a weird sort of tension here between you and her where I don't think there's like full trust on either side necessarily it's on her end she's no there's definitely not full trust on you but it's like you can she is like she wants to believe you know she wants to hope and she's very vulnerable like allowing herself to trust you again as soon as we're up in the upper room I'm gonna stay 
stay here for a minute, stay out of sight. I'm going to run back down, pop my head out the door. Guys, are we going? What's going on? I'm just ready for Al. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, making sure that uh, they remembered all of you uh, as well. So, um, okay, let's go. Thanks, guys. Clovis, come on. You coming. Let's go. Yep. So back up, out the back. And then as you guys get up into like the next room, you see like standing there in the middle of the room, just waiting is Ryda. Oh, oh. Hey. Hello again. You're coming with us? Well, she looks at you, but you're like, well, was I not invited? What? No, I mean, if you're. I don't want to be like a seventh wheel here. No, we're, we're, we're taking you out of this place. Oh, we are. That's <laughs> you, you got a bunch of instruments, by the way. Look, one of the cool things is the, the big drum set folds into like a, a drum set you can just wear on your shoulders and it like folds in. It's kind of cool. But yeah, I think I think from here, we're able to backtrack the way we know back up towards the surface. Uh, he decides to to camp in. Um, Volok's laboratory, the one that has like mm-hmm. Borbo's body floating in it, because he wants to make sure that somewhere safe. But there's a little bit of curiosity as he he goes up to the surface to see the sun for like the first time in his life, you know, and as he does immediately hates it and just like you guys are crazy and just heads back down. I'm going to uh, Foxy one moment. Yes, and uh, we'll be back. We're going to rest a bit. Uh, as I said, our fates are intertwined now, yes? And I'm Legally going speaking, to uh, yeah. pull, up, pull out a dagger, flip it, handle towards him, and give it to him. He smiles like the trust and takes it. Says, thank you for trusting me. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll be far away, so you can't sit our throats in our sleep, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there anything you... Anything you like to eat? Anything we want to bring back? Probably different uh, from what you have. What kind of do you like the spicy or you like the the uh, sweet or the salty or is this do you like the zesty? What Something kind of slimy? Do you have anything slimy? I really could go for uh, like a thick, viscous, mucusy like texture right now. Um, I'm sure we could come up with something. We'll bring you something back, okay? I'll take anything. Nolara, mm. try that phrase out again. Are you all right? You asked for something, uh, slimy, right? Uh, hey, hey, Nilara, it doesn't make sense. Like, every time you ask him how this guy's doing, he gives you more and more, like, like, not even, like, angry, but, like, very confused looks. I'm confused that he's confused, (laughs) and I'm just carrying all this stuff. How? What am I saying? And as we're leaving, he looks annoyed. I'm, I'm yeah, taking the. I can't hear you. <laughs> I was trying to whisper it in your ear. Um, oh. He, uh, you were asking him to kiss him again and again, like several times. Why are you asking him that? You just met. And as you hear, you see Muka turn around. Like, I don't know what his problem is, Nulara. I'm sure you're a great kisser, and I just started running. <laughs> 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 yeah. So <laughs> I look at Ryda. I look at Ryda. Hey, Ryda. <laughs> he just, he left me. Is he always like that? Do you care if he gets hurt? Because 
I mean, unless I'm the one hurting him, yes? <sighs> well, I guess for you, but... Right, do you guys have like a thing or something? What? No, why do people keep assuming these? <laughs> I like... I like women. I like ladies. I, I don't know, just the way you... You seem very protective of Mukta. Protective? I want to hit him. Yeah, but... So do I. No, I'm just asking if you care, because I'm going to drop all of this and I'm going to run after him. Oh, no, you have my blessing for that. OK. Yeah. Mukta, run. Mukta, before we rest, um, takes 50 gold out of the 100 gold that he got, gives it to Raita and says, uh, Look, if I if I don't make it back up, you take this and you go. A lot of gold. Do you know when we started what we would have done for this much gold? No amount of gold could pay back what I owe you. I don't know. I left you in that hellhole for a long time. I kind of thought I had my payback. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that's just who we are. Maybe we're not the sort of star-crossed lovers that live happily ever after. But I wouldn't trade what we have for anything. I never stop thinking about you. Sometimes in a mean, angry, I want to kill you sort of way. But not always. <laughs> I have that effect on people sometimes, huh? <laughs> As I rub my head from where Nulata hit me. <laughs> so tell me, why, why can't we just leave tonight? What's so important? This, uh, this town's in danger, and uh, my friends want to save it, and I want to save my friends. But when the going gets tough, you're gonna abandon them. You know, I, you don't even know how many abandonment issues I've had my whole life because of you. I hope people can change, huh? Honestly, I hope you haven't changed because if things get too hairy down there, I'd rather you come back to me in one piece. And I, I just smile and push the gold further into her hand. <laughs> she takes it. Uh, where are we staying? Just follow the singing man, huh? <laughs> She nods. She says, we have a lot of lost time to make up for tonight. Fade to black. <laughs> the camera fades in. Our group reunited with Sezik. This time, as you look down the central pit beneath Belcora's walkway, reuniting or connecting these three floors, the Sugathe guarding the staircase, this worm creature that was below guarding down, is nowhere to be found. Sezik nods upwards, picking her claw with her dagger. She's like below you, like where that thing was, and it's just gone now. She's picking a claw with her dagger. You make your way down the central staircase to meet her on the floor below. And as you do, the smell of brimstone wafts up from the next level down. You can hear in this distance of this cavernous level below you, faint moaning echo up from the darkness. 
I guess killing Jafaki really cut the head off the Hydra, so to speak. I'm sure the rest of them are scrambling to figure out what to do now. It's not a really good metaphor because they just grow back even more. So it's not. You shut up, you! No lip from you. Good metaphor. And because if we don't do something, they will grow back. The worms will take over, grow back. It's a great metaphor if you just don't understand the context. <sighs> Gives us an opportunity here, is what I'm trying to say. First, you kill your Revian. Bada bing. Next, I take control of the army. We march on this floor. Bada boom. Nothing left to oppose us. And Sesic finishes this awful standstill. <laughs> she grins. And this time she holds out her hand for the amulet. You have the piece? I do. <laughs> Let's make the roll. <laughs> Come on, you can do it this time. I like it's just the universal symbol for I'm going to fail my sleight of hand check. Sorry, my thievery check. Okay, you're getting better. Five. She's You've been practicing that all night? I know magic. She reaches out and like takes it from you. Do you let her take it? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, okay. She takes it in her hand. She nods solemnly and she I, I run all the way back to <laughs> <laughs> You sure you're prepared for this? Yerevian always keeps two Barbazoo guards close by for protection. But if we move fast, we should be able to catch them off guard. I was just going to ask, is there anything we should know about this Yerevian? Uh, is he immune to certain things? Does he weak to certain things? Does he like big things? I don't know. Well, he's one of the best contract devils I've ever had the pleasure of working for, which means he's good with his words, but he's one of the worst generals I've ever had the misfortune for serving under, so he's definitely not combat capable. He doesn't even carry a weapon. Just contracts and scrolls and, and an oversized quill. Come on. Does, does his guards, are they immune to fire or do they like fire? Oh, don't use. He starts to like or she starts to explain like some of the weaknesses to devils and then she realizes that she's just telling you how to kill her and she's like, <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll you'll figure it out. I have I have, you know, faith in you. Of course you do. So we're going to move fast. Catch him off guard. I'm going to stay back and make sure nobody else interferes. So anyone that comes along to see what's going on, I'll just run interference. Give you guys time. And then when it's done, bada bing, bada boom, you guys got safe passage down below. Just that easy. So it's your last chance to get to back out and get scared, guys, because Sezik starts leading you down the staircase, which leads to this next level down that you guys haven't been to yet. So it's like all you guys. And then, uh, sorry, uh, Foxy is also like tagging along with you guys, like with his dagger in his hand, ready to go. Unless you took the dagger away from him. I don't know. No. Left him the dagger. I'm assuming you left Rida up above, right? To like take off in case you didn't return. Yeah, yeah. I definitely okay. did not let her come back in with us. Perfect. Yeah, she did not want to for what it's worth. And as you guys move down this staircase down to the lower levels. Says like, are we like three minutes away from this guy? Would you say we're three minutes away from this guy? Oh, we could be less if you guys act fast. Hang on a second. Well, I chug my bark skin potion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can chug the bark skin potion. Yeah. And how's 
using dark skin. Like everyone's just chugging, chugging, buffing up. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? You buff up before you go into like a big heavy battle. And as you move down to the lower levels, the smell of brimstone becomes slightly overwhelming. A sign clearly marks this as the prison level. So its original purpose seems to have been long since lost. As your eyes move down, the staircase continues to descend lower into the abomination vaults, down further past this level. But the stairway is choked with the rubble blocking any passage down below. The sound of moaning grows louder. And as you move down, you see why. A devil in the chamber to the north is training what appears to be a squadron of humanoid, flesh-warped creatures. The pitiful moaning from the soldiers echo out, almost becoming too much for you to bear, even at this distance. Sezik nods in that direction. Jafaki sometimes sent his failed experiments down to test us. But as you can see, with a little bit of effort, they can be trained like a good dog. Not as easy as corrupting a human, mind you, but still, we've got ourselves a nice little army of the buggers. You can see the Barbazoo drilling commands and the Grothlets, these things you've fought before, these pitiful moaning creatures, trying their best to follow their master's orders. As he notices what is going on, the devil stops and stares coldly at you. Sezik speaks up. Don't worry about it. They're with me. Business with the boss. The lapse in concentration on the devil's face causes one of the Grothlets to bite another, which snaps the devil back into work mode as he beats the offender back with the blunt side of his glaive. This way, says Sezik, turning you guys to the west. As you let your eyes wander, you see hallways with doors and passages going off in each direction around you. Immediately, you get a sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach realizing just how big of a threat these devils might actually be. Who knows how many devils lurk here on the prison level. Sezik leads you down this large hallway towards a set of double doors. These doors are easily 15 feet tall and inscribed with a large glowing pentagram that pulses in the dark. This is the door. Once I open it, you spring into action. We need to take advantage of the surprise. Know what I'm saying? Eh? Take a moment for any final preparations and strategy that you guys would like to uh, discuss going into this. You guys ready? Hmm. I don't know. It's now or never, so let's do it. Yep. Uh, once we go through there, Nulara, I'm going to hit you and make you go faster again. Be ready. Okay. Okay. Also, I drank this potion that makes me um, weaker to fire. Just, I just wanted to give you guys a, a heads up. Maybe you should tell Clovis not to hit everybody with uh, fire. Good thing it wasn't acid. Yeah. <laughs> Clovis, please, not fi the fireball. Just let me know so I can duck a little okay. bit because it would hurt me more. Will do. Okay. Actually, pretty... Uh... Pretty interesting thought. So the bark skin potion literally gives you bark skin, so you're weaker to fire. Yeah, so um, I have weakness three to fire damage right now. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> but I'm resistant to to uh, piercing and bludgeoning. 
yeah, that is cool. Mm -hmm. So, you guys move down the hallway with Sezik ready to, like, place the amulets in place. You can see there's, like, two slots where the amulets can go into this door. You guys give me the word when you're ready to go. But I want, like, you know, I'm putting a pause on any, like, timers you have going on. Just make sure you guys are ready. You guys got a plan? You ready to go? You tell me when you're ready. We go. I'm going to take out the dagger of venom and okay. activate it. Perfect. So that just stays uh, yeah. oozing until the next hit, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have my shield raised. Actually, no. For this uh, activity, I'm gonna scout. So plus one to everyone's initiative when we roll initiative. Okay. Okay, that works. Yeah. I'm uh -huh. definitely going to avoid notice. Try to stay in the corner. Of course. Going to, uh, I'm going to uh, follow Mukta. Okay. <laughs> Following the expert. Close. You I doing? I'm going to do. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to follow the leader. Follow the expert. Okay. Trying to go in as quiet as possible. Question, Steve. Sure. Bring it. I have activated the dagger and then sheathed it again. It doesn't say you have to like keep it in your hand. No, I don't just think says, so. No, I don't think so. It just says you trigger you damage a creature with the dagger of venom so activate frequency once per day okay then it sounds like that's the way if it if it's the kind of thing you just turn on so it says so so that activate thing right it says it's activate interact action i think mm -hmm. because the trigger is you damage the creature with the dagger of venom it's not the kind of thing you activate ahead of time and then stab i think you just stab and when it hits then you activate it Right, because the trigger, uh, the trigger is you damage a creature with the dagger of venom, and then the active, the action would be the activated. Oh, okay, so I have to, I have to hit it, and then I, then I spend the action to activate it. That is right. Yeah, okay, I think we I did thought it wrong. That, I thought I had to activate it, and then got it. Right, just as I'm looking at it, because you brought it up. Yeah, it looks like the, the trigger is hitting it, and then the, the action is spent right then. That's All cool. Right, so I'm going, to, I'm going to keep it sheathed then. Okay. So. Good. We got the thumbs up. We good. Ready to die. <laughs> it's a good day to die. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if Sezik wants us to bust through. If that's the case, then I'll stand next to Sezik yeah. so that when he's Se ready for me to bust through, I'll bust Yeah, through. essentially, Sezik's going to open, like, put the amulet in, and the doors are going to, like, instantly, like, unlock. And then she wants you to bust in and catch them with their pants down, so to speak. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, as soon ready. as we bust through, I'm going to cast taste on Nulara as soon as the doors go. That's what I'd like. As soon as the doors open, so okay. I'll probably be trying to avoid notice behind Nulara if there's yes. not much cover. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of room in the hallway, so you're just hanging back a bit, right? So, anyways, unless there's anything else, Sezik takes the two amulets, places them into the door, which causes the glowing pentagram to slowly flicker and turn itself off. As it does, there is a hefty noise as if hundreds of locking mechanisms inside begin turning themselves like <laughs> and then with one loud final thud that echoes loudly in this quiet space, the door unseals itself, swinging open and leaving a big space for you guys to rush in. And I think how you hit Nular with like a haste, like right then and there, right? Yep. Boom, Nulari gets hasted for one minute. And as, as you cast this and as you rush in, Sezik's like, good luck. 
immediately turning your attention back to the hallway to kind of intercept anyone that comes in to investigate with you guys. And you know, your group rushes in, adrenaline kicks in, the haste kicks in, everyone's ready to roll initiative. The hairs on your body stand up, you're rushing in for a fight. You are greeted by a large chamber of natural stone running north to south. The door you entered from appears to be the only exit. Lit braziers are, are casting strange shadows on the wall that dance and bathe this room in a sinister light. Bookshelves. Braziers? Yeah, braziers, yes, braziers, sorry. I got, you know, right on the brain. Bookshelves and a sturdy desk line the alcove in the far north. But instead of catching them by surprise, the Barbazoo are waiting for you. Weapons raised. As you go to charge in, they match you and move to intercept, not the way this was supposed to go. Behind them, a ruggedly handsome devil steps forward. The long rolls of parchment hanging from his horns curl up and unroll again. And he goes, friends, friends, weapons away. Truly, I am happy to see you. The devil turns to the two bearded devil bodyguards, their glaze raised. He says, stand down, you two. I doubt they are arrogant enough to fight us. I am a Revian, Sistophilus and contracted agent of Belcora, yes. But I assure you, I am no enemy of yours. You seek to vanquish her, put an end to her murderous spirit, the threat she poses to mortal life, etc., etc. Yes, yes. Well, then perhaps we could broker a deal. One that greatly benefits both of us with a minimal number of precious lives lost. And in this moment, he's trying to defuse the situation. He's like the opposite of like the PCs trying to like stand down the enemies. He's trying to stand you guys down. So this is where I give you the choice right now, PCs. You've spent a lot of spells prepared to go, right? Are you rolling initiative or are you standing down? Oh, man. What did Sezik's contract say? Do we have to kill them? Mm-hmm. Or? I mean, essentially, Sezik, if you do not... You know, if, if you die before you kind of go through with killing this guy, then your souls are forfeit to Sezik, yeah. But there's no time limit on it. it. I mean, it doesn't say it has to be like in the next X number of time. But yeah, essentially, you are contracted to overthrow this guy. The job's a job. Mm. Yep. Yeah. We signed a contract. Fuck. <laughs> uh... That mean it's we're rolling initiative, guys. It's a good day to die. Yeah. It's a good day to die, my friends. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. We're going to the battle screen. So you guys are rushed in here. I don't know, you know, where you guys want to be. I'm hasted, so I I feel that I'm like super up there. But not yeah. too far away. Where's the these... where, where did the devil pop up? So uh, you're you're right now you're within range of their weapons. So, so like they have long reach weapons, right? So where you're standing, Nulara will definitely get you stabbed. So, all right, if that's the way this is going, then that's the way this is going, players. Uh... Oh lord, <laughs> we got this. 
Go ahead and roll me initiative. Plus one. Be back next week with the thousand. Oh, we won't be back next week. No. Oh, what happened? Yeah, CJ is in chat. He's got the best reaction, which is four exclamation points. So that's a 28 for me. Oh, gosh. Arevian gets a natural 20 on his. uh, That's a deception check, though. Oh, yeah. He uses deception for initiative. Yeah, that's when I add him to the tracker. But no, he got. So he has a natural 20 plus 21 for a 41 on his initiative. 23 on 24. At least the Barbazoos are pleasant. So, um, wow. Natural 20 for Nulana. Yep. I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't doesn't count, but uh, still I mean, good you... sentiment. <laughs> good sentiment. Uh... At least you beat all his guards. Okay, so here we go. At the top of the round, Eurevian with his natural twenty. Even though he's trying to send you guys down, really, he's ready, and he he goes. Really, I expected better of you. And, um... You don't know how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What does he do? He is going to spend two of his actions to cast Flame Strike. So this is... Wait, it doesn't tell me... <laughs> Eisenberg gives Nulara here a point. I think she'll need it. 10 foot radius. So that's 20 feet diameter. That's like here. So he draw he drops a flame strike on the entire party. Can everyone please make a DC 30 basic reflex save? Oh shit, my scale veil gives me- Oh god, you're you're uh Nulara, you are Barkskin, so you're gonna be weak. Mm-hmm. Weak three to this. You said fortitude save? I'm going to use a reflex. Reflex. Thank you, Heisenberg. Reroll and keep the better. Uh, yeah, so... 30. Oh, good. Okay, so 30 is a success. Good job on the hero point. Clovis got a 23. Mukta got a 30, which is just what you need. Uh, Hal, you haven't rolled yet, right? 24. That's a 24. Okay. Um, So I'm going to roll the damage on this. Uh, Foxy. Oh, yeah, he's in the... Oh, my God, the poor guy. Got a 20, so that's a critical fail. Um, Yeah, so 26 points of damage. It's a basic reflex save, so Mukta and Nulara take half. Plus so that's... And then plus an extra three on yours, Nulara, because you're weak to fire. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, immediately, Foxy goes unconscious and begins dying. He wow. takes 52 points of fire damage. Shit. Uh, which is actually... Jesus he has 26 hit points. So that might just be enough to kill him outright. <laughs> Whoosh! Foxy's dead dead. So much for, so much for that guy. <laughs> Can Mushi please make a save? Oh, yeah. At least he had some good conversation and laughs before he died, rather than just <laughs> dying on that table. So, right. Like, where is Where is Mushi? He should be right next to you here. Reflex. Yeah, I guess I just have to roll mine then uh, for him. Same. He has the same as yours. Yeah. Yeah. And as he like 
as he like drops that on you guys, just to like kind of hammer his point home. 25. Okay, so Mushi takes half. Mushi takes 13. Uh, just to kind of hammer his point home, right? He's uh, just like. 25 is a fail, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a fail. So he yeah, takes full damage. Full. Not, not, not yeah. double damage, but full damage. Sorry. Yep. You are correct. He's like, it's not too late. Throw down your weapons. We don't have to do this the hard way. And uh, he points at his devils and he says, let's show them some manners. And that's the end of his turn. Mukta. Oh, all right. Um, I run out here and I will sh- quick draw my short bow and I will attack. And he, these guards are flat footed for me. They are. Yeah, I mean, yes, they are. They are because I'm because I'm yep. before them in initiative. So, yep, they were ready for you. Uh, but at yep. the same time, you beat them in initiative. And this is just that's why you're so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to use a hero point. All right. Oh, wait, did well, I use a hero point already? No. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I, it is flat footed. And with a flat footed, a 22 actually hits. It was a 20. Right, but no, oh, so 20, but its AC is with the, with the flat footed condition on the target. It hit, it hits. It hits. Oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. It Oof. wouldn't have hit normally, but the flat footed made the difference. Nice. All right. That's 15 damage. Uh, and... 15 points of its piercing, striking, precision. Um, okay. Yeah. So it basically is resistant five to this damage. So it takes right. 10 points of damage. And then I'm going to... Why can't I move there? Did the doors close? No, the doors are still open. And uh, okay. that's my turn. All right, pop in, shoot, pop out. All right, Clovis. Um. Okay, Clovis is going to take first action against this devil here. Going to do okay. Scorching Ray. Target it before you attack. Okay. Remember, Sezek said probably not to use fire. Yeah, that's about all I have. All right. 30 is a hit. All right. Uh, you can roll the damage for that. It's yeah. So hits, hits it with fire. Totally immune. So even even all the other rays, even if they hit boom, 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 we'll say all three hit completely immune to all your fire damage. All right. So I'm going to take Next two actions, and I'm going to cast uh, Acid Splash on that one. Well, Scorching Ray is two actions, right? Uh, it's one, two, or three. I only use one. Okay. Once I found it was immune, I wasn't going to go after because I can actually target all three. Right. I mean, technically, you have to choose when you cast it. You can't cast. It's like you say, I'm casting a three-action Scorching Ray. But oh. because you need all the help you can get, I will completely allow this. Okay. Good to know. So 27, 27 hits. Okay. We're gonna roll that acid splash damage. Uh, it should be at third level. It's one d six plus that. So yeah. So it's eight damage. I fixed the damage roll, so it should add it now. Eight damage. Okay. Completely immune to all this damage. It takes no damage. The splash hits it and then drips right off its body, and it just looks at you, and just gives you this look that you know you are in trouble now. Oh man, my ass is isn't gonna help on this time. Okay, that's my turn. This is the opposite of every other boss fight we've had. Yep. How? To go ahead and do a lingering composition, uh, inspire courage. 
Okay. Um, hmm. I'll have to do that. By the way, I don't know if you saw Mook, but you got another hero point from Heisenberg in chat. Oh, thank you, Heisenberg. Thank you. We're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'll do it. Inspire Courage. Okay. Well, I'm going to hero point that because. Okay. I need to. Give it that hero point. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> 20. A little better. That's a success, at least. So, three point. Oh. Uh, or three rounds worth, right? Yep. Inspiring Courage, three rounds for everyone. Go ahead and add that. Um, so that's one action. And for my second and third action, I'll probably cast a spell here. And you got another hero point, Hal. And Hal got a hero point from Amina474. Thank you, Amina474. Is that right? Amina, yeah. May need it. No. <laughs> they know. Mm-mm. So what are you doing with your third action, Hal? Second, third action, I want to do... Oh, yeah, sorry. Second and third action. I'm going to do... Uh, how far is this guy? Hideous laughter on this guy here to the left. Okay. Let's see. Is a... Will saving throw yep. gets a 29, success. which is a success, which means it is plagued with uncontrollable laughter and it loses its reactions as long as you sustain it. That's my turn. There we go. All right, Nulara. Okay, I'm going to step in front of this uh, fellow right here okay. uh, for my first action. For my second action, I'm going to attack him with Uncor's Blade. Okay. Okay, that will be... 22 to hit. Uh, well, he's not flat-footed. I had him more flat-footed, but that is a hit. Okay, perfect. So that would be... Uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. It is resistant 5 to this damage. Okay. Uh, and then, so one, two, uh, for my third and fourth action, I'm power attacking this guy, actually. No, I'm attacking him again. Just one action. Perfect. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Third action, raising my shield, fourth action, attacking him with a course blade again. Got it. Got it. So many actions. I know. That's a natural one. And then, yeah, I raise my shield. Yep, no hero point on this? Uh, I don't have any anymore. Focus on uh, this one, I say. Yeah, like one at a time, guys, I say. All right. As okay. I brace. You brace for the retaliation. Well, let's start with the pleasant Barbazoo who uh, is going to target you. Mm-hmm. Uh, has this glaive. Weezer. Let me see. Okay, glaive strike. Uh, 19. Misses? I think it's it's kind of a wide range. Yeah, it misses. Second attack, another glaze strike. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Nular just got a hero point. 18. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. And for his third action, it uses an ability it has called Wriggling Beard, which allows it to make a beard attack with no multiple attack penalty. Okay. 
So it's got these like sharp beard type things on the bottom and they too lash out and try to hit you. Ah. 18. Misses. Yeah, miss, miss, miss. Yeah, that's the one that doesn't have any reactions. Okay. This one here, he sees this one tangling with you, new Lara. And he, he watches his buddy like try to stab you and is unable to get like purchased at all. So he like looks at like your friends and he's going to cast for two actions. He casts Dimension Door and instantly zips here and appears right here in front of Clovis and Hal. Actually, he'll probably appear right here because he can be 10 feet away. And then from where he is, he is used the one you just hit with fire and acid, Clovis. So he teleports right up next to you with two actions and then uses his third action to stab you with his glaive. Oops, that should be a target here. Uh, does a 33 hit you? Yes, sir. Hit, but not a crit. It is not a crit. Okay, so. No, you don't take all that damage because... What, well, what is close to the lineman? You're neutral, right? Yes. Okay, so you take 15 points of physical damage. You don't take the evil damage that this thing's doing. Okay. So 15 points of damage on you. And uh, you watch as as this thing cuts you, it cuts you open and you are now persistently bleeding. It's cut open a wound on you that's gushing blood, uh, Clovis. All right. But that's all his actions. You're revving at the top of his turn. It's like, children, children, don't squander your potential like this. And he too uses Dimension Door to teleport he appears right here in front of Clovis and Hal and takes this giant like he's he doesn't have any weaponry, right? He's just twirling this quill and he takes the quill and he plunges it into Clovis. Well, he attempts to plunge it into Clovis. We'll see if it hits. 26. That is a hit. OK, hit, but not a crit. Uh, so let's roll the damage on that. That's uh, it's not the full damage. So you take 19 points of physical damage and his thing ugh, rips open an even like bigger, tougher bleed on you. I'm actually going to take off. You can't have two bleeds. So I'm just leaving the bigger bleed on you. And then he says, it's not too late. Don't make me kill your friend to set an example. You're going to come around sooner or later anyways. And that's the end of his turn. Mukta. I'm going to delay, delay my turn. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We'll delay your turn. When you're ready to pop in after someone's turn, you let me know. Clovis. All right. I'm... Big old gashing going. wound from this quill. Yep. I'm going to cast uh, Lightning Bolt on the one right in front of me. Let me target him. Well, it's like a line, right? So I think if it's Lightning Bolt, it just goes through like everyone, I think. Yeah. 120 foot line. So I get both of them. You get both of them. So here's the happen. You start casting lightning bolt and your is like he like steps to the side a little bit. The one behind it, the little barbazoo behind him uses his opportunity attack to stab you as you cast the spell. So we'll see if he is able to interrupt you. Uh, 21. I think it misses, nope. right? It misses. Yeah. So he stabs. So he misses you. Your lightning bolt is going to go off. Your Revian okay, does so not have the, the ability to DC 22 basic reflex. Okay, so let me do that for each of them. Uh, reflex save for your Revian, reflex save for the Barbazoo. 
Yurevian gets a 25, the Barbazoo gets a 14. He says a 22, so one success, one fail. Nice. 25. That purple lightning bolt bless. Nice. Hey, 25, that's not a bad damage roll for once, right? Heck yeah. Nope. You've had bad luck on your lightning roll, so this guy takes the full. I'm bad considering I'm, uh, I'm about dead. Is not a resistant to this at all, so he takes the full 25. Uh, Eurevian takes half of the 25 because he was successful. Okay. That was two actions? Two Got actions. one action. So, raise my shield. Alright. You raise your shield to prepare for another assault. The wound on your chest bleeds. So, at the end of your turn. Uh, why did it not trigger? So, at the end of your turn, you're uh, gonna take the 2d6 bleeding like bleeding damage so you take eight points of damage Jesus. okay and can you make a dc 20 f- uh, like a a flat check normally to stop a like to stop a bleed on its own it's well actually is yeah it's it's 15 but in this wound it actually takes a nap you need a natural 20 to stop it from bleeding 19 is Ooh. close but not actually enough oh come on because it, like it would normally, you can feel your body trying to close it, but something about this wound, this is a, an infernal wound and it's being held open by evil magics. All right. All right. Al. I want to reach over and touch Clovis with a lay on hands. Okay. 18 healing for Clovis. Okay, let me check something real quick. So you're trying to cast healing magic on on Clovis, and this infernal wound he has fights back against you. What I need here is a counteract check, which means mm-hmm. there is a you're making like an active um, occultism check or whatever your spellcasting bonus is. Cult. Make an, make a roll with that with whatever your spellcasting attack bonus is to counteract the magic trying to keep you out from healing. My spell attack. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I think, let me just double check what, I'm pretty sure it's the same as today. Oh, it says it's just like your relevant skill modifier. So basically, is, is like your occultism the same as your spell attack bonus or whatever? Like counter attack, spellcasting ability modifier plus your spellcasting proficiency bonus. So it's basically the same as a spell attack roll. Same bonuses at least. So that's fine. No 25 joke. is not enough. And this wound pushes back against the magic you're infusing in him. No healing goes to Clovis. <laughs> Okay, um, that's not good. Clovis. Your magic is spent, right? The heal, the land hands goes off and all the magic just, it like kind of just bounces off of him. Like it won't go into his body. And you can feel like the negative churning energy off of that wound, stopping your healing from working. Clovis is fucked. Cast. I'm gonna cast biting words on uh, this guy here. Okay. That's an attack roll, right? Uh, 24 is a hit. Nice. Damage. Wow. Nice. That's pretty solid. Yeah, he's not resistant to that. He takes the full 28 points of sonic damage. Um, and as your words, like, do you have something specific you're saying to, like, hurt this thing? Because that's a quite a hell of a damage roll. Uh, I'm going to say uh... three sixes and a five. The uh, devil went down to uh, Abomination Vaults looking for (laughs) a soul to steal. And I look at Clovis, but that's not going to be us. (laughs) Yeah, this thing is is really hurt now. 
Is that all your all three actions, right? Yep. That was a lot of damage, I gotta say. And this is the thing you can every turn you can keep it going, right? Yes, but that did not sustain the, the laughter. That is true. The laughter would have fallen off. You're right. Okay. Perfect. Nulara hasted. Nulara. Okay. Uh, first action. Okay, I was making sure I wasn't on mute. First action, striding over here. All right, this triggers an opportunity attack from the one next to you. This dude? Oh yeah, because he didn't sustain. He just lost. He just got his reactions back because of the. Uh, well. Yeah, because he. Yeah, because he, he just was lost. Slowed, right? He was. He had no reactions because he was laughing, but it just. He just stopped laughing because Hal didn't sustain it. Yeah, go for it. All right, lave attack. No, 22. I think it misses. Misses? Um, one or two, one or two, one or two, one or two. Um, I'm hitting, yeah. <laughs> hitting that dude. Uh, two actions, power attacking him. Okay, go for it. With a gore's blade, that will be uh, 35 to hit. The critical hit. Perfect. I, a critical so hit on a power attack. Uh, 26 points of flashing damage. Kind of low chat. damage rolls. Mm-hmm. You hold 8 That's damage on 3d8. Uh-huh. It's still enough to kill him. Don't worry. Perfect. Yeah, Chris and Chad, thank you. Three. Uh, How yeah. can I get you out of there, Clovis? Uh, then raising my shield. Yeah, okay. Just kill these Just kill these bastards. You have one more attack, yeah. You're hasted. One, Stride two, three. power attack was two actions. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. then raise the shield. Yeah. You can't go uh, there. Okay. All right. Um, damn. It's not going to give me flanking. All right. Oh. Oh, that's right. You were delaying your turn, so. Yeah. Well, you you need to raise your if shield. If you can move here. Right? If you move there, you'd flank with Clovis, right? I mean, I have. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah. can flank. So I'm, I'm going to go now. Okay. Yep. Go I'm ahead. going to uh, stride here. Quick draw with the Dagger of Venom. Yep. And attack. Go for it. He is flat-footed. Let me mark that. Thanks to the F for flat-footed condition. F for flat. F. Please go Give him an F. For our quick tips. Ooh, 29. That's a hit. Perfect. Nice. Kill that hit. fucker. It is a hit. All right. And then I'm going to activate. Perfect. It is an interact action. So if he has... It is, yeah. Yeah. So you... Yeah. Uh... It, he doesn't have anything. All right, so I'm just going to roll the damage first. Okay. Yes. 21 points from your basic attack, right? Mm-hmm. He is resistant to 10 of that, so he takes 10 less. That's fine. And then I need a fortitude saving throw. Fortitude save, got it. Yes. It's a low DC, but got to have Hail Mary. We rolled a two. Ooh, it's a 21. It's a 21. <laughs> so it hits. The dagger venom goes off. Let's see. What's nice. the next? So it's 1d8, 1d8 poison damage. I don't know if he's immune or not, but we'll see. Okay. Revenge tour for the da- poison dagger. That's four poison damage. He doesn't take any of the four poison damage. Uh, so if he's immune to poison effects, then? Immune to poison damage. Is he immune to poison effects? Effects. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> Let's My go to gut says knowledge. yes, though. My gut says yes, right? 
one time it works. The one time. Come on, come on, come on. No, no, not to the fix. Let's. I mean, I don't see a clear answer. You know what? Well, this is a cool if moment. I have an answer, then that means he's not. I'm gonna let you. I, I'm gonna rules. say yes. He's affected by it. I, I feel like my gut says no, and there's a rule. But in this moment, I'm rolling yes, pending further investigation. So he's <laughs> a feeble one. Okay. Oh! Nice. Now, does that mean he gets one less action? Is that what Nefebold does? I have no idea. It means he's yeah, a little uh, weaker, so he has a minus one on all strength-based things. All strength, okay. All right, but, so he is like, uh, the, he's like, you stab him and it hurts him, and the, the damage doesn't do anything, but this dagger just courses something into his blood, and you watch as he just looks a little weaker. He's Nefebold one. It. For how long? The whole forever? It doesn't say. Um... Okay. Four rounds. Four rounds. Four yeah, four rounds. Yeah. Yeah, so he just basically makes... What it means is the way the poison works is every round at the end of his turn, he makes another save, and it can either advance or retract. So at least for one round, potentially four more. A maximum four if he failed every time, though. Yep. Hopefully he doesn't save on his turn coming up. That's my turn. Well, it says... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. This guy watching... Oh, that was all your actions? Oh, it was. Yeah, that's three actions. This one moves here. He flanks Nulara with Eurevian. Targets Nulara with a, a glaive attack. That is uh, a 29. Bob. Okay. Uh, with a disarming attack. Oh. Uh, disarming block, too. Got it. So that's uh, 14 damage. No, it's not 14 damage. You're not. You're neutral too, right? It's yeah. only 10 slashing damage. 10 slashing. I'm also resistant to. I'm resistant to because okay. of my bark skin. How much does your shield <laughs> absorb when you? Uh... Oh, my shield absorbs eight. It also takes eight. eight. So, so you, t you absorb. The, the 10 is reduced to eight, or the the 10 is reduced to two because of your shield absorbing that damage, right? Mm -hmm. And then the two is split between you and your shield. You're resistant too, so you take zero damage. Your shield would take two damage, mm -hmm. and you so you basically absorb the blow from this thing. Yes, sir. And and because you don't take any damage from the glaive, he doesn't cut open one of these infernal wounds on you. Uh, but also, he does get. Uh, it's a. Oh yeah, then you do this arming block, right? Yes. So, so that is. Is that a, a is that a save on his part, or is it an active disarm check on your part? I attempt to. You attempt disarm. to disarm. Against Perfect. their reflex DCs. It's athletics so. against his reflex, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, natural one. Hero point. I have a hero point, so I'm gonna use the, my hero point. Uh huh. Ooh, very uh, nice. 32. 32. Very nice, very nice. Uh, his reflex DC is 21. So you, Critical as he like hits you and you absorb the shield, you can d narrate because you knock this glaive out of his hand and it clatters to the floor, disarming him. Get the fuck out, Clovis! While I'm trying to disarm this dude, so I knock the item out of his grasp. Yeah, he cling, 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 it, it falls to the floor. It does, so he looks down at it, roars in anger, and uses his third action to do one of these beard attacks that aren't at any penalty. Let's see. Beardy attack, go! 25? 26. Wait, I raised my shield, right? Why am I you only do have four? So 25 does. Because of the flat footed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the flat foot is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's roll the damage. Yeah, otherwise, it wouldn't have hit. Jesus. So it's 13 points of piercing damage, which you're resistant to, too. It's 11. Yep. And as the beard, as his, like, wriggly beard pokes you and pierces you, you feel it, like, kind of injecting you with some sort of effect. Can you make a fortitude saving throw? Okay. Uh, oh, 30? success. 30 is a success. Doesn't affect you. But you know there's some effect on his beard that you just resisted. All right. That's it. That's that's his turn. Back to you, Revian. So he sees like Chloe is nearly like bleeding out. Like uh, he, he's enfeebled. He looks at like Hal and, and looks kind of like back at you, like Nulara and Mukta. And he looks at you and says, Hal, Mukta, I had such high hopes for you. Maybe I should teach you both a lesson. And he spins his quill around on Nulara. That is a, uh, you're flat-footed still. That is a 33 to hit. Not a crit. Almost a crit, but not a crit. Okay, uh, so that oh, is... Fuck, fuck, Plus 21. That's fucking Jesus. Awesome. No shit. So, Nulara, you're not going to take all this damage. You take 14 slashing damage along, you know, minus two because of your resistance. Parts. Yep, uh, 12. 12. Oh, what did you say again? Uh, 14. Okay. So, so 12 is the total. So you take 12. Yep. Uh-huh. And then as he cuts you with this quill down your body, you feel the... You split open and you are bleeding just like Clovis is really hard. Okay. And then... Yeah, I mean... It's interesting here because he has some goals. I guess... He'll just have to die. I guess... <laughs> I guess just to just to make his point, he says, he says, you know, this is entirely your fault, right? This could have been avoided. And uh, he takes the quill without even looking and just stabs backward at Clovis. Uh, that is a penalty attack. Oh, that's a natural one. Yes. Fuck you, buddy. Mukta fails in chat. That's an awesome. Get out, Clovis. You're oh so God. lucky right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky uh, as a fucking barely hanging yeah. on. Yeah, that, that makes him pretty freaking angry. I think he turns around. No, you know what? He uses his third action just to kind of implore you to uh, just put your weapons and we can talk through this guys come on don't be a fool it would be a shame to die for nothing that's the end of that's his turn awesome. clovis yes all right i mean we, we signed the contract so unless you know a way to break it happen to be speaking to the best contract of in existence i know all about your deal with sezik in fact it was all well, that's all I can say on this turn. <laughs> we'll wait till next turn. <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm going to do hydraulic push. Okay. On guy in front of me. He's flat-footed. 27. He is flat-footed. Is he flat-footed against range attacks too? No. Either way, uh, it is a hit. 10 points of damage. So 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, he is resistant 
10 to that damage, so he takes none of it. But he gets pushed back 10 feet, right? Or five feet? Yep. Five feet. Five uh, feet. Critical failure, then it's 10. So he, he gets pushed back five feet, and he slams into Mukta, who is also pushed back five feet, and, like, slammed back into this sort of, like, fi the fire sconce, like, or, sorry, the brazier, like, uh, f glowing in the behind. You get slammed into it as, like, Clovis pushes you and him back, buying Clovis a little bit of space. Okay. Um, then I'll raise my shield again. Okay. And at the end of your turn, you bleed. Your persistent bleed continues. You take 10 points of bleed damage. And I am like unconscious. Okay. All right. Okay. So Clovis, Clovis drops. I don't know what the spell attack was, but Clovis drops unconscious. Can you make a DC 20 flat check for me, Clovis? As uh, yeah, so Clovis falls and then still bleeding out and still dying. How? I cannot heal him. I tried to last time and nothing happened. No, just I kill those that. devils, man. Just leave me. <laughs> just kill those devils. I'm going to step. Okay. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm going to do binding words on this guy right here first. Okay. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Paul! That's, That's a, a natural 20. Yes. That is definitely a critical yeah. hit. It's in chat. Yeah, baby. Crit it um, and hit it. It doesn't give me a crit opportunity for damage. No, so. we'll just, will you roll the damage and I'll double it. 48. You explode this thing's head with your sonic vibrations. Fuck yes. <laughs> Job. That's what Hal does. Yeah, that's that's freaking amazing. That's freaking awesome. Which then draws the ire of Eurevian himself. You gotta, you gotta keep trying to heal him, even I, even if we have a chance. Well, can I like clear his wounds out or clean anything or use a medicine check or how does this work? Yeah, I mean, treat wounds is a is an action you can take to try to stop the bleeding. It's an action. It requires. You have to hold, be holding here. You have to have healers tools. You have here healers tools nope. on you. Nope. So you'll need healers tools. I think well, Clovis has it sitting on his. Clovis has some on his bandolier right in front of him. I'm yeah. sitting. I've got, I got it right on my my uh, hip. Yep. So, right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll well, try that. Yeah. Well, treat wounds technically is like a 10 minute thing, but I think there's okay. this. Uh, I think there, there is this ability. You know, you can use that action, the two actions to try to stem the bleeding. That doesn't require a healer's kit, actually. So you can make one of these assist checks to try to help staunch the bleeding. All right. What is it? Um, I think it's just. I think it just allows you to make a flat check there. Wait, wait first aid. Minister first aid. Uh, stop bleeding. So it's two actions. You do have to be holding hero tools, but I'll let you pull them off of Clovis as you do it. Uh, attempt a medicine check on a creature that is taking persistent damage. Uh, so you need to make a, a medicine check. And you're trying to counteract the bleed DC. 23, not terrible. DC to miss first aid a creature with throwing by five. You're pretty close. I will say that you are able to uh, stop the bleeding. You staunch the infernal wound on Clovis's body. He's still unconscious and dying, but you have staunched that wound. Nice. Okay. That is my turn. That's not bad. It's not bad. Good turn Get out. him to Lara. I got Clovis. Yep. Lara's turn. 
The devil took her voice. Yeah, he did. He took her voice. Oh, he took her voice. Oh, no. Yeah, she's she's I lost think she's her in voice. the bathroom in Uncommon. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. <laughs> she's like, girlfriend. She's saying, girlfriend. She's asking oh, how we're doing in, in her Uncommon. Battery's girlfriend. Her battery's dead. He said that wrong. All right. Well, what are you doing? Are we'll, you attacking? We'll Just put it in the chat. Just put it in the chat. We'll uh, we'll narrate. She's gonna kill for this. You. She's gonna kill one this action bitch. attack on Eurovian. Yes, I can read mine. You should go here. So he's flat-footed. Yeah, good good call. One action Take step. Him. Oh, I can't read mine. Yeah, go ahead. One action step. Go ahead. Slide over. Nice. Flat-footed. Nice, nice, nice. Power attack. The uh, that's a hit. I love that little sword. Power attack's gonna be pretty strong. Oh, that's more damage. 24. So he takes. Uh, he doesn't take the full 24 because he is resistant 10. So he gets 10 back. Sorry. Should have. She's gonna raise her shield. Yep. Raising the shield. Perfect. Alright. Eurovian size. At the end of your turn, Nulara. That's it. That's all for your actions, right? Okay. The wound that he caused on you starts gushing blood. So I need you to make a, a flat check. And you take 2d6 bleeding damage. So you take nine points of bleed damage. And you do not stop bleeding. Oh, Oops, so up. close to natural 20. So close. All right. I. Hello? Oh, I can hear you. Oh. Hey, you're back. Okay. I charged it. The devil gave, see, you <laughs> hit the devil, and the devil gave your voice back. There is, okay. there, there is some feedback, though. A little bit of, like, All right. squealing. I'm going to like. drop the dagger of venom. Okay. Thing is, how it's done its job. Oh, did he do the thing for Enfeebled? Uh, it's built in all his things, yeah. But so that, he had... Just, didn't you say he, he had, had a... He made a save? Oh, you make a save at the end of every turn, right? Yeah, to try to break it. 28, I think he, he finally goes off the yeah. effects of it, yeah. That's fine. Thank you for reminding me, and take a hero point for reminding me, even though we only have a few minutes left in tonight's session, but still. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to uh, drop the dagger of venom, draw the rapier, huh? and strike with one action. He is flat-footed. Hero point? Use the hero point I just gave you. Because I have three of them now, so that's... F Do you? Right, okay, so, yeah. So, yeah. Afternoon. All right. It was almost That's an a 35. One. Yeah, a 35. With yep, it's a hit, but not a crit. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> so close. So close. Oh, terrible damage, too. Yeah, and he's resistant to 10 of it. Um, damn, 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 damn. Third action, I cast shield. Guy's tough. Yep, shield goes up. That's my turn. All right, these guys are dead. Uh, that brings us to Eurevian. He sighs. Really, this has just been all one terrible misunderstanding. You must, must believe me. A strike on Nulara will attack. Nulara's not flat-footed anymore, right? Uh, no, she's yeah. not anymore. flat-footed. Yeah, but 26, I think, is exactly just what he needed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. Flat-footed, not flat-footed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh... Hits. 
Gonna roll the damage again. It's 20 points. Uh, no, it's actually 18 points of damage. Blocking it with my shield, and then I'm gonna do a, a disarming block. Yeah, yeah, disarm this awesome quill of his. So yeah. uh, you take the 18 damage, you block it, you take eight off of that. So that means 10 to you, 10 to your shield, two less because of your resistance. So you take eight damage, your shield takes 10. Okay. I think that's right. Eight. And you make the athletics check to disarm his quill. Uh, how Come much on. does my shield take? 10. 10. You can do it. Luckily, you got a pretty tough shield. Yeah. Um, an athletics check? Yep. Against his reflex, right? His reflex DC. Stop! I will tell you his reflex DC is a 23. Plus 23? No, it's a DC is 23. 30! Yes! Get that quill out! <laughs> Let no, me look at something real quick, because I think, I think, so disarm. So, okay, here's the thing. On a success, we did this wrong. On a success, they don't lose the item. You weaken the grasp on the item, and so it's loose in his hand. Further disarm attempts have a plus two circumstance bonus, and he has minus two on attacks until he can get a firm grasp on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has to spend an action to, like, re-grasp. I believe so. Yeah, the glaive dude yep. earlier, it was like a critical yep. success. That's why I was able yeah, to do critical it. success, so it just yeah. knocked it out. Yeah. A critical success, it just knocked it out, yeah. So you've loosened the quill. It doesn't fall out of his hand all the way, though, but he has a minus two attack. Yeah. Okay. So you've loosened it, which means he's taking a minus two to further attacks with it. Uh, I think he, like, he hit it out, and he, like, laughs. He's like, <laughs> you think these quill is all I have? And you see he's got all these large horns coming off his body, covered in the contracts. He just tries to stab you with one of them. Not a crit. That's a 34. No, because you raised your shield, right? Yep, so hit, not a crit. This time you take 23 piercing damage or 21. Also, well, you're already bleeding. So yeah, he doesn't make you bleed anymore. He just hits you even more. He doesn't really have much more he can do. Like he has some stuff, but it's not, not working. Like. I think he used his last action to continue his conversation with Mukta. Like, well, you see, this was a, like, the deal with Sezek. Yes, that was that was part of my plan. I must apologize for my roundabout ways to get you here, but under false pretenses. But look, we can have a peaceful resolution to this. Stabbing Nulara with his horns as he does so. It's you, Mukta, you and Hal that I need now. I saw your handiwork before. Marvelous. Clovis, death saving throw. Uh, I am going to use my hero point. Oh, okay. That is true. You can do that, right? Yep. Good no, call. I, I forgot about that. So hero point stabilizes you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you would probably go to, you'd probably get the uh, wounded one, right? Zero. No, I think you'd lose uh, the hero you point. It walks all that out. Because yeah, of the hero point, the yep. hero point, you wipe everything out. Yeah. So it's just. But you're yeah, still lying there. Stable. You're staying, still lying there unconscious, but you don't get a turn. But you're so you're yep. stay. You're not dying, but you're not back in the fight. Thank you, Mike. Right. This okay. is getting hairy, guys. Uh, Hal. I'll uh, touch, reach down at the see Clovis, touch him for, eighteen healing. Yeah, the infernal wound is gone, so you can do that. So Clovis, you get eighteen hit points All back. Right. Sweet. Thank you, Hal. And I'm going to try to cast a third level Soothe on Nulara. Okay. 
Nulara does have one of these wounds across her, so I need you to make one of those counteract checks. Which is a... Just, you can do the occult spell roll. That should have all the bonuses you need. Oh, it's a spell attack. Fourteen's not going to do it. So you are unable to break through this thing's evil magic, preventing your healing. But this is my turn. There's, there's that whisper in your head, be the light. And then it's like, I am the darkness. Like this this infernal voice clouds and pushes out the the goddess's voice that rides with you. Nulara. Uh, first action. I have nimble hand now, so I can grab a healing potion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing a, a moderate one. Sorry. From my belt pouch, yeah. I'm grabbing a moderate healing potion. Uh-huh. And then a second action to drink it, to chug it. Okay. What level is the healing potion you're drinking? Uh, this one, moderate. I don't see where it says. Here, Itch. putting out of the trap. No, but like every item in this game has a number. Item six. Like, item six. Okay. So, so roll a d20 and add six. Uh, 17. All right. You drink, you chug, 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 chug. Okay. The magic does not overcome the wound. You heal none. Okay. Uh, I use two actions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one action, no power attack uh, with Uncorus Blade. Okay. She's going to miss. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to raise my shield. And then... Actually... I'm going to use my action to aid. Okay. So the next attack is I used aid. the hero point already. Um, was there another one? No, not yet. Oh, there's another one? Okay, can I use the hero point for that flat check? Yeah. If you have one more hero point, let's cash it in. Okay. You're using, yeah, you're using it for the flat check? Okay. Or the strike. Oh, oh wow. It's a natural one. Yeah, it doesn't help anything. Sorry, mm-hmm. hero point for a natural one. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so you're aiding action? on the next attack. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. aiding by, like, trying... I don't know. What do I say? <laughs> I don't know. How are you aiding? What what sort of ability are you using as an attack roll? I kind of, the... like, nudge him to uh, Mokta's... Okay. Yeah. Is that like an athletics to bump him off kilter or something? Actually, sorry guys, sorry, sorry. I always forget about this persistent damage. Mm-hmm. Can I use an action to recover to do a recovery check? For it's two actions to do a recovery check. Oh, it's two actions. Never mind. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, use an athletics check for my aid then. Perfect. All right. At the end of your turn, you can make that DC twenty flat check. You take two D six bleeding damage, which takes you it's seven bleeding damage you take. We're still good, you guys. You can try to disarm him, disarm him, right? I have both my hands are full. Ah. Like if someone can disarm him, he's more like susceptible to having that cloak being taken out. Because he what, hasn't. What check is that? What kind of check is that? Athletics. Yeah, he has a minus two on on checks against like being disarmed. Yeah. Now you have to either have a free hand, which you do, or a weapon that has the disarm trait. But you I have, have both. Hands. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, Mukta. You did see his horn did hurt Nulara, even without the quill. How is... Does he looking hurt at all? I mean, I see his status is barely injured on the little... Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Thing. So he's barely injured. 
Mukta holds out his rapier for a moment, whispers, I'm sorry, Raita. Puts it down. Lord, if you could break Sizzik's contract and let my friends live, I'm yours. Very good. He, he like, nods, like, like kind of like a, a knowing yes, and then turns his, like, piercing gaze back at the other, at Nulara and Hal's direction. Bring us to Clovis's turn. Clovis, you're at the top. You did move before him. Oh, and what I meant, like, it let, like, let them go. That's what I was trying to say, like. Oh, let them go. I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Let, like, you'll stay if he lets them go. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Got it. No, no, so, that, that's on me. Uh, he, I mean, what he says is, I'll let you all go as long as soon as we are able to discuss terms. I only need your help in doing something. Don't, there's no need to die senselessly like this. A very reasonable devil. No, Mukta's only gonna stop if he guarantees that he's gonna let them, the rest of them go. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, what he's saying is, I, you know, he's not gonna just, like, let them walk out of here. He's, he's insisting that you all sit down. Like, put your weapons down, and you'll sit down, and you're gonna have a chat. You already took two of mine. Shouldn't I just take two of yours? I'd hate it to come to that. I look towards the group. I look at Clovis barely hanging on and Ulara and... <laughs> if you die here, your souls belong to Sizzik. Oh, fuck. And I put... I sheath my rapier. All right. Clovis. So, uh... So... Clovis seeing that, he will just, uh... Delay his turn. Okay. Urevian, like, as he sees Mukta kind of stand down, he turns and he looks at Nulara and Hal. Nulara's still bleeding. Hal, he hasn't touched Hal. He sees, like, you, like, sitting at the ready. He, like, regrips the coral. Actually, he can't. He's just going to delay his turn as well. We'll wait and see what you guys do. Hal. Hal will say, very well. We have a conversation. I need you to stop that stuff on her. Whatever that stuff is, I need you to stop it right now. Oh, I think she needs to learn a little more humility first. You're not going to try to stop it. I'm going to try to stop it. He doesn't stop you from stopping, trying to stop it. Like, he doesn't make an aggressive action to you. He just looks bemused. Okay, I'll yeah. try to... Use that same treat wounds thing. Wounds. Go for it. Make a medicine, medicine check. You yep. I'm right next to her. You just take it off my belt. Oh, <laughs> that's one. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's you stopped the wounds. Awesome. Jesus. Right is like, on fire. Yeah. Boom. You like to seal up the wound. It, it uh, it, it uh, no longer is bleeding. <laughs> Ooh. This one. Uh. This is why. This is why I need this guy. I feel like I'm missing something. I can't see what's happening. Let uh, let us have a conversation, then. And uh, I will so, uh, start to walk through. Yep. And go to the table. Yep. And he's he, like he turns his attention to the last defiant one, and he looks at you, Nulara, and he says, "Don't be foolish." Anyways, for your turn to see what you do. I just want 
Volcora did. If you can offer that, yes. We should chat. I look at how I don't want his effort to be wasted, so I sheathe my sword and then follow right after him.